0: what is up this is speak up speak out Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! so so i am so hyped about who i get to bring on here man but we won't we talk to her in a second but just to let you guys know i have about half of the season done so make sure you're tuning in make sure you're hitting the button make sure you're pressing the link okay because married oh. life is love So if you're trying to hear something, married life is up and you want to go look at it, don't don't, don't, go check it out. But (laughs) back to our normal subject. So I have my girl in the house. I am so hyped, I might cry. No, I'm not. But don't cry. But so I got my girl in the house. She is 23 years old. She's a millennial just like me. Hello, we're all millennial. (laughs) Hello, what's up? So what I love about her is she's doing so much in her community. She is such an influencer. That's why I have her on here. Um, she does um, trading with the exchange, which she's going to explain to you guys what that is, as well as if you need, like, a dope leader to get a part of, well, you just found one. As well as um, she is from New York. So if you're from New York, stand up and say, what's good? Yes. Ms. <laughs> Ms. <laughs> okay. As well as one thing I also love about her is her motto. So listen to her motto. I will never look down unless I am bringing
1: someone up. So <laughs> what's up, girl? How you doing? Hello. First of all, thank you for having me. It it, it took a it took a dirty and a while to get here, but we made it. Okay. I, mean, hey, I made like my little answer. debut on <laughs> Speak Up, Speak Out before I have to start booking stuff, you know. So that's fair. <laughs> I feel that you, is i feel you. It's really hard to get up. <laughs>
0: like you busy, busy. You know what I'm saying? Like ah,
1: uh, yeah. It you know. You you're busy when you have a business, you know, or when you have business to handle. That's what I'm <laughs> that's, saying. that's that's just what it is right now, you know. So we're we're living up, rising to the occasion, and we're getting things done.
0: Hey, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So, um, <laughs> what made you? First of all, let's start out with what do you identify an influencer by?
1: First of all, I was shook that you even asked me to come onto this episode because I was <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know what um, I'm going to say or like how, you know, I just I just I feel like I don't know. I don't look at myself as an influencer. Right. I just kind of live my life. Mm -hmm. And well, at least what influencer means to us today. Let me show that. Like there's a lot of situations to this, because I think one of my life goals is definitely to impact others and you know anytime you see me on social media or any caption or anything it's really about what is this doing for other people um you know one of my personal i want to say like lifelong pillars is just like transparency and awareness right like i want to make people aware out and and through that you know i want to be transparent right so I'm just really living my life and I'm hoping that someone is, you know, influenced by it, I guess, and, and are making better decisions or changing their perspective on something. Um, but, you know, how we define influencer today is just really, um, <laughs> it's different. It's a lot about social media. It's a lot about, you know, who you portray on the other side. And not saying that all influences are not real, but there's a lot of work that you have to do in order to like make the, make the picture right for other people to actually be influenced, right? And right. so I'm 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 living my life as a kind of contradiction to um, you know, what, what influence actually is. Like people feel influenced when they're moved. Um and so I just tell the truth about things. Right.
0: <laughs> nice. I totally, hey, I totally agree with that. A lot of people are not, you know, honest with people nowadays. You know, people kind of yeah. close off what they feel because they're not trying to maybe hurt a person or make them feel some type of way. But I feel being honest with a person, you're doing way more because it shows that you're respecting that person. You're you're respecting that you want them to be on another level than where they're at. So right, I totally, I totally agree with that. So um. You're also a teacher. So tell me about what it's like being a teacher.
1: Ooh, child. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, when I was writing the bio or even just thinking about what I would have to say on today's episode, I was like, you know what, Ronnie, like you, you are an influencer and Mm -hmm. you can't really run away from that. And then I realized, you know, that because of how many eyes I consistently have on me, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, as a person that really, like I said, one of my life pillars is transparency um, you kind of put yourself on the front lines for people to look at you yeah. <laughs> and whatever comes with that. You, you, not that you have to accept it, but you have to be so grounded and okay with yourself in order to know who you are, because you're, you're the person influencing. Right. So people are going to have a different reaction to how you influence them. But I say all of that to say that imagine when there's 12 year olds in a math classroom, right? Like clearly yeah. I'm influencing someone at, some point in time, even if they don't look like me, even if they don't speak the same language as me, I'm in the front of a classroom. I have knowledge to provide for people. People are influenced by that, you know? So um, teaching has been wonderful. It is my first year. Um, I started teaching right out of college and I didn't, it was also weird because I didn't go to like teacher school. I created my own concentration at NYU. Um, So my concentration is called education policy for marginalized communities through a capitalist lens and community building. Wow. Um, Yeah, everybody at the school with individualized majors usually has like a two sentence long (laughs) long concentration because we're just like, we don't know what the heck we want to do. It's really like, you know, I want to do all these things. That's why I made it up. (laughs) So I was really looking at, you know, how policy works in order to, you know, give that same impact to other people but necessarily through a capitalist lens. We live in a capitalist society. Um, and I specifically, you know, of course, was looking at black and brown children and how I can better their education through, um, political conversations. Um, and mainly the difficult political conversations that a lot of people today are scared to have. Um, and really just gearing myself up for that role has made me just Yeah. <laughs> you got to have thick <laughs> skin. You got to have, you got to, you got to have a lot of things. Responsibility comes with it. Like I said, eyes are always on you. Um, and not that you have to be perfect, right? That's a lot. That's that's the thing where people get wrong. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to be ready for whatever comes your way Yeah.
0: Um,
1: because of the impact that you provide to so many people. So just learning that and journeying through that, you know, teaching has brought out a lot of those, things about myself that I'm like oh you know I do have eyes on me this is how I have to show up in this space and that space in this space and that space so as it as it continues to go on I mean hey you know (laughs) we'll see where it takes me right
0: right have you while you're going through this journey have you ever had any times where you felt like just giving up on it
1: in teaching specifically
0: um just in general
1: giving up on having eyes on me like being an influencer yes no because I think that's naturally who I am and that's when I really had to step into my purpose because I mean me and you met like at the gym right like (laughs) I don't you didn't describe that you know like what this friendship was like but I think it didn't really take much of a conversation for us to realize what kind of people we were who we wanted to be around the kind of energy for an hour a week or two hours a week or whenever we saw each other right because my, right. unconsist- my inconsistent behind we already know that but um yeah like we we, we knew so yeah. I don't think that it was kind of like being an influencer I don't think it should be forced I think it should be one of those things where you know you realize that you have everybody has but it may not be this one right and once you realize that is this one you kind of have to show up in a different way you have to figure out how to monetize it you have to figure out how to make it yours you have to figure out how to include social media you have to figure out how to um you know speak to different generations you have to figure out how to make those oh like there's so many things that come with influence but i think when you just like somebody asked me and i was like Right, life you know through and and because i am running so hard towards the goals that i have i think people are influenced by it right i think it's that simple
0: i agree with that totally um yeah i feel that um when it comes to leadership and it comes to being an influencer i feel you're born with it but mm-hmm. with being born with it you still have to craft it though you still have to learn stuff. You still have to
1: be oh, around yeah. people. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> people that are oh, for the same a fact wave, like the same yeah. wavelength as you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree with that. So you're, you just, I think this year, right? You just started the trading exchange stuff. Tell me about what that is like.
1: <laughs> yes. So hold on. Give me one, one, one quick second. <laughs> Give me one, one, one quick second. it's like when you know when you're home in quarantine your mom doesn't understand that you're still working you're still doing the things that you would have done outside of the house (laughs) does this have comments does anchor have comments Mm -mm. oh i was i didn't know if people could comment on it Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. i was like (laughs) if y'all um (laughs) can resonate with this quarantine vibe right it's
0: okay i mean
1: fact 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 okay so um repeat your question just so that it flows so
0: with this year you obviously you went into that program for teaching and you've been teaching um what grade against is it sixth and seventh yes okay sixth and seventh graders so you've been doing that already you just stepped into the foreign exchange tell me about what it's like doing the foreign exchange, also being an a influencer in that, because I mean, I watch your videos all over Instagram. So what is it like doing that?
1: Right, so <laughs> everything is totally right. I went from teaching and starting that in July to then becoming a retail um, day trader in the foreign exchange market. Um, people kind of are weirded out by the foreign exchange market just because they truly don't know about it. They don't understand what is happening in this space on a daily basis and so what that looks like for us is really going back to my awareness point really making people aware about what the foreign exchange market is you know how we can use it and and how black and brown millennials can really use this as a second stream of income to change their narrative change their situation or just use it as a vehicle right Right. Um, but I'll go into the description of what it is first and you know what I do and, and my part in that and how I became a leader in everything. <laughs> okay, so the good. foreign exchange market um, kind of sounds like the stock market, but it is different in that we buy and sell foreign currencies. And so, you know, when you take a trip to London, when you take a trip to uh, Paris, when you take a trip to Ghana, when anywhere around the world that has a different currency, you are manually participating in the foreign exchange market, right? Okay. And that's because fluctuations of the market happen every single second of the day. People don't know that, but, you know, there's, there, there are some days that you can go to London with 500 United States dollars and get back 1,000 euros. And if you bring that same 1,000 euros back, you might get $1,000, right? Because before the ratio was two to one, but now when you come back to the United States, it might be one to one. The ways that these fluctuation happens can be a variety of reasons, like the news, like when you know, the president of the United States right now does what he does, right? If he says something, we can now either buy or sell the U.S. dollar, depending on whether it's high or low in the market.
0: Gotcha.
1: And we sell high and we buy low, right? So that we can make money on the fluctuation of the foreign exchange. That's really, that's really the, the basis of what it is. Um, now we really have technology to uh, <laughs> allow us to access this foreign exchange market because before it was the banks right banks still continuously like till this day hire uh you know forex traders as a position and pay them one hundred and fifty two thousand dollars base so this is a six-figure ivy league skill that you know people usually get paid a lot to do the reason that we don't know about it is because the united states government doesn't want us to invest in something that doesn't necessarily benefit the government you know as much as the stock markets do Mm -hmm. but as we see right now in this period of quarantine stock markets are something that you should whoever has stock markets right now are sad um and this is not you know shade to stock markets like definitely invest in stocks if that's your your seeds but um right now well let me just say that the problem is that the stock market isn't recession proof and that's because it only runs by one. it only is mainly run by one government Right. When you have different global foreign currencies, like. Everybody is a part of that. So, you know, you're investing in something larger than the United States, and that's necessarily why we don't hear it as often. And also because, like I said, they're hiring uh, people with this Ivy League skill that that they're one of a kind. They make one hundred and fifty two thousand dollars, like I said, base. That's not a lot of positions in America right now. No. And so because we now have access to this knowledge, it's like, you know, it's not this large thing. But, you know, Black millennials do what Black millennials do in the age of 2020. And we we begin to bring awareness about things. And it's larger than TikToks and it's larger than, you know, all the rest of the trends. This is a trend that will secure generational wealth. This is a trend that will allow you to, you know, understand and learn a skill you can teach it to your mama your daddy your sister your brother my little sister is about to be trading and she's 14 years old
0: right.
1: I have someone on my team that's 16 I'm 23 so me and the I call him my family member like my little brother right like he's 16 years old and he is seven years ahead of the game than me <laughs> right. imagine if he's trading for seven years right so it allows you to really learn a skill that well, is a never-ending skill It's never ending. People are always gonna be trading foreign foreign currencies. And then what happens when, you know, currency becomes digital because we're moving into that age as well. Right. Where cash is is becoming distinct, right? So the foreign exchange market really just allowed me to to, to look at things like I was ahead of the game, you know? I was ahead of the curve. And before that was with stocks and investing your money in, you know, houses like buying, buying houses while they were low and then renting them out. Right. Like we hear a variety of ways. Um, the one thing that I had to analyze and look at was the fact that I was already on my phone or let's say as a millennial, I was about freaking 60% of my day,
0: 60%
1: of my day. But those were not income producing activities that I was participating in on my phone right? We should all, and this is my kind of financial skill. we should all be a part of income-producing activities. <laughs> True. I agree. Things that multiply whatever knowledge, whatever skill, even if it's dancing. It, I love what you're doing with your fitness. You know, I love what you're doing with your podcast, because it's, and it's not, people think that foreign exchange <laughs> uh, uh, day traders, we're trying to just get you to do what we do. Right. And it's like, no. I don't, I don't give a I don't know if I could curse on here, but I don't know know what you're doing, but I see too many of my friends and my family members not really securing a bag or kind of just waiting for the jackpot. A lot of times you don't understand that success is compound. It doesn't just happen by the blink of an eye. You turn around. If you weren't making this podcast right now, you wouldn't be preparing for whatever your future is going to entail because you didn't do the baby. Right. If you never went to the gym on day one, your day 500 results are not going to be the same. Correct. Yep. And I I don't know. I don't know what has like people are afraid of hard work. They're like, "I, I shouldn't have to work hard and I shouldn't have to work for the white man. Well, yeah, this is an opportunity now where you don't have to work for anyone else. And in turn, you can become your own boss because it also has residual income. Um, so there is a residual income opportunity where, of course, you can expand the business to other people and tell them about the foreign exchange market. Now, a lot of times this is where people think that the scam comes in and this is why they're reluctant because we've now gotten out of a culture where helping other people grow has become this thing that's negated. We don't like it. Yep.
0: Yeah. We don't
1: like it. Um, they're always looking for a check. I don't want to help you. I don't want to help this person. What people don't understand is you give out your Uber code to people. You give out your fashion overlink to people. You give out your grub club $5 off to people. Like we're already producing these same things, but not truly getting paid for it. And if you are getting paid for it, it's, it's something off of whatever the, the higher price is telling you, right? So if the Uber is $17, they're like $5 off of your $20 or more Uber. And I got to spend a little bit more money. Whereas this, I'm literally just finding another way to invest my money. that's literally all it is and so um yeah I I tell people about the business um I usually tell my friends and my family because you know my my Instagram right now is at 3,000 people right and that's not anything big for me I don't really care about Instagram followers like I said I don't give a crap about that but 3,000 people is impact
0: yeah it is
1: And all it really takes is one, right? And so I had to start looking at that, like I don't care if 300 people um, decide to, you know, change their lives and their narratives with this opportunity because all I need is one because one will go to another one and another one and another one. And so that was kind of how my team um, grew. Right now I am a platinum 1000. And so that means that I have 30 plus people on my team. Um, Like I said, I've only started trading in October. So it's been about six months and it's truly been a ride because, you know i'm I'm full- time teaching, I'm also a graduate student, which we didn't even cover yet. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm also you know just a sister and the daughter and you know, a friend or trying to be a better friend and so i I'm, I'm trying to get back into my fitness, and it's just it's just been a lot, but i I have completely fell in love with trading. It allows me to feel productive during this time where you know we don't really have any answers. Um, I'm still securing a bag for my family, we're not hungry, we're not starving, we're not looking for another dollar. Um, and it really just had to hit me when my mom, who, you know, was working at JC JCPenney's before the coronavirus had to file for unemployment. Um, and watching that, just, it made me all over again. I knew that, you know, she didn't really have control over her success. Right. And... I I will never force trading on people like I said. If you're close to me and you understand who I am, you know that I trade and you know how much dedication. Right. So, <laughs> that's not anything that I hide, but you know, this is what I'm working for. That is my why. I definitely want to retire my mom by December 29th, 11:59 p.m. Um, and so that's what I'm working towards right now. Okay. So, let me say December 29th, 2021. I don't know. if I made that specific. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're good? Oh, um, so why do you think people fear um, the foreign exchange? Do you think it has to do with the fact that, you know, because I know you were saying, oh, well, maybe they just don't want to work hard. Maybe they don't want to do this. Do you think it's just a fear of maybe going out of the structure that we're kind of taught um, at a young age or in life in general, the structure that we're taught to stay in? Or why do you think people fear it?
1: Yes, girl, of course. I think anybody who follows my Instagram, which is at right? Anybody who follows my Instagram, I think something I always bring up is the actual fear of doing, what, doing the opposite of what you don't like and what you don't want for yourself because we're so kind of in tune, right? We're so used to working for somebody else. I love college. I love school. Knowledge is great, but because we are told we have to go to school in order to be somewhere or feel some way about ourselves, that is what we're gonna work. A lot of times we have students in school, depressed, sad, killing themselves, all these other things when it's like, you know, you really just have to take a step back and say, is this for me? Is right. this for me? And like, I'm, I know that people were like, well, we didn't have before, especially as black and brown people, like this was the one thing that gave it to us. But right now I'm speaking for millennials. Right now I'm speaking for people who have so many options in this world that literally nothing can stop us and we're still in this chokehold where we're scared to get a little bit uncomfortable right we're scared to do something different we're scared to have people judging us about what it might look like if I do something different than the masses
0: definitely agree with that and I think um that's one thing millennials really need to start you know looking at like what is what why can't I be different or stand out from the crowd because the crowd is not where you want to be now, right. you want to be on the outskirts right. you want to be helping people and i do I do agree with what you were saying earlier about how like um people feel like um if if, if somebody helps them, it's like there's like a twisted
1: <laughs> thing to it,
0: like oh my gosh, she's helping me, but why like exactly huh? like
1: like yeah. why wouldn't I help you <laughs> right what what do I have <laughs> against you why? And that's why I really, an undergrad and my, and my PhD will probably be more so in, um, well, my undergrad was in this, but like I said, I'm going to really focus on it in my PhD. But I think we have stepped away from what community looks like, especially within black and brown communities. Um, and that makes it very scary. And I see it all the time as, you know, a teacher where I see certain parents and they're together and they're on the PCA. Right? And I see other parents that are kind of just more disengaged and feeling like, you know, this isn't a village. And I am really working towards creating villages for my people, um, my tribes, people that I'm connected to. I really just want to I want a village where, you know, there, there, there are a lot of skill sets involved. There are there is a lot of knowledge. And that's one of the reasons. And well, let me say that I think that that's going to be transpired through my school that i want to build right that's my ultimate life goal like i want to build a school for black and brown kids people are like independent private all these other questions we'll get there i don't know but i do know (laughs) that i want to build a school for black and brown kids and so i think that that's going to be you know one of my first um little little sections in life of the village that i want to create for my people and I think that is going to allow, like I said, all skill sets to come together, all talent to come together. I'm definitely going to reach out to my networks and, and really have them as like people in my school teaching, special guests in my school teaching. We're going to have assemblies. Like I see education in such a different light because I understand the, the, the impact that fear can have on people. And yeah. a lot of times we see that transpired in the classroom, but that classroom fear, right? We're already fearful in life as black and brown youth. We get into the classroom, we're marginalized even more. And we don't feel like ourselves, we're having imposter syndromes in some of these academic spaces. And so then we get a lot more fearful and then we go into the working world where we're still chasing something that may not be for us.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so, so it's, it's so like, you're, 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 on a, you're, you're now a hamster your hamster yep. on a wheel because you're still chasing something that's not for you and as a millennial it just doesn't make sense to me how how we are not even prioritizing ourselves in that you know and really being like okay I'm depressed in this space we're not in the same time as before where I have to work this nine to five you don't have to work a nine to five if you're willing to put investment in. people would rather work for a nine to five and be broke and just spending like my thing is you're let me not say that. I'm not gonna say you're broke anyway. <laughs> that's, that's, what I, that's what was about to come out of my mouth. But people feel, people think that you know, foreign exchange people are, are also very, um, what do they call it? They think that we're rude. But I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna use me as an example. I was broke anyway. I was living paycheck to paycheck anyway. Being broke is not judging you and saying, oh my God, you're broke, but you're broke. You're living paycheck to paycheck. You're not living in abundance. I was not made to work a nine to five every day. I was not made to live paycheck to paycheck. I was not made for my mother to file for unemployment and not have a backup plan. I was not made to be under somebody's, you know, uh, 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 leadership and slavery kind (laughs) of for the rest of my life. You know, and as a teacher, you start to get different mindsets about money because I put in a lot of hours and I don't get paid for that. Granted, thankfully, it is in my heart. It is isn't my soul to be an educator for the rest of my life, in some capacity. Yeah. But what I do understand is that (laughs) I'm not getting paid as much as I should be, right? And so I have to find another outlet. I was led to the foreign exchange market, but with the foreign exchange market, there comes an investment group that, you know, really provides personal development opportunities. They really provide, you know, like I said, the skill set of learning something for yourself, learning it for yourself and for your betterment. Um, and your family's better, betterment, if that's what you're going to, you know, use the money for, or use the resources for. So a lot of things have come with trading. Like I said, I totally fell in love with it. But I think that the main thing that keeps people away is that they don't understand the importance of creating the success for yourself. They're kind of just waiting for something to hit for.
0: Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Um, also, I heard that you got baptized this year as well. What, with that being said, how has that benefited you in your relationship with God?
1: Girl, because let me tell you, my faith is on a whole nother level. Like, I'm just like, that much deeper in, in, in my relationship with God that it's like, you know, when you got a friend that you can count on or like a person that you can count on, like. You can't tell me my mama is not going to be there for me at the end of the day, right? right. And, be, and with that one hundred percent like courage and faith and love for my mom, I'm not that that thought never leaves my mind. I feel the same way about God. You know, when you stop questioning the purpose for things, it's like you you're not really worried. And so even my mood has changed. It's very hard to get me to a point where, you know, I'm upset or I'm like, I haven't been sad in a long time. Let me just say that I haven't been sad in a long time. I'm not saying that things don't come. I'm not saying that I don't go through things either, you know, but I haven't been. Even when those things come, my faith in God is so much bigger than that emotion that is temporary. Right.
0: Right. I totally I I was really excited because I actually looked at your Instagram and I was like, oh, my gosh. She got baptized. Okay, I did. And I remember <laughs> us talking, and you were just like, "Yeah, I, I made a decision." And I was like, "Well, hey, we're making many decisions today." Okay, yes, we are. And also, you got um, you got to move into a um new um house, condo, right?
1: Yeah, it's just a little bigger apartment. Nothing major. A little townhouse, you know. That's it. That's it. No, nothing. Nothing major. Not yet. <laughs> It's all good though, but it's, it's a step up, you know what I'm saying? It is a step up and it is, and it is funded by the foreign exchange market and that's the most important part. <laughs> right.
0: Right. So that's, For me. that's totally a, like a step up. <laughs> Hello. Um, mm-hmm. so what are your further, like, what's your further goals from now till you've turned maybe, you know, maybe 30 or 30.
1: Yeah. So, Sometimes. so it's my next seven year plan. Ooh. Yep um by 30 I, I definitely want to be I don't know <laughs> by 30 I definitely want to be looking into a PhD program or in my first year okay of it I definitely want to be in a relationship by 30 like a solid one like the ones that you're like okay this is what we're doing kind of relationship uh I definitely want to have at least four streams of income. I definitely want to have a house or some property in another okay. country.
0: Okay.
1: I definitely want to um, think about ways that I could you know, impact education and and black and brown youth outside of the institution of school. Okay. And I definitely want to be a part of a nonprofit organization.
0: So you kind of want to make like a ground zero.
1: Describe that.
0: So a ground zero basically is an area, people do it for kids. Some people do it for adults. It's an area where kids feel comfortable coming into wherever that be um and you help them you invest your time in them you have different people that come through and invest in them as well you have um different um investors investments teachers um um, athletes come through different things like Mm -hmm. that is that kind of like where you're
1: moving towards um I think that's going to be my school in general Okay. I, I guess if we're using the language of a ground zero, it's just going to have actual content in it as well, just being a school. I think too many times we separate, you know, where we're having those kinds of experiences of investment and things like that to the to the scholastic space. Um, and I think that is going to be really important for my school to understand that you can be a scholar and do hip hop. You can be a scholar and be an athlete. You can, like, these things are not separate. Right too many times we use school as a punishment if you don't get this grade in school you can't play basketball right (laughs) that's true i'm not going you know what i'm saying i'm not going to give my best efforts to school because i didn't want to do it in the first place so now i'm just doing it for the heck of it because i really just want to play basketball but if we understand that we have to teach scholars and 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 youth the importance of just being educated and aware of you, not only yourself, but of the world and the things around you, then playing basketball will also look a lot different for you. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you have to understand how how those two things are impacted uh, or how they collaborate with each with each other. Um, so definitely, my school is gonna be a ground zero. um but you know, in terms of my next step, saying that I want to be in an educational space outside of you know the the schoolhouse. <laughs> Um, just really look something like an educational nonprofit, maybe, you know, being on a board or something like that, having experiences where I could travel and network, but maybe conferences, like, I don't know, things like that.
0: Okay. okay. And as as a whole, since you were talking about, you know, obviously, um, our minority of life, um, what do you think as a minority, we need to do better with educating our kids as well as making sure we're, as a whole, like we're both 23, obviously one day we're going to have our own kids, we're going to have our own family. What do you think we need to do, even as parents, what do you think we need to do on educating our kids on wanting more than just the structured level of life?
1: Um, I would say build them up, build confidence, build mindset. Life is literally like 80 to 90% mindset and 10% skill at whatever you do. But. And while the numbers may be large, like, let's say, I mean, it may not be 100, it may be 100,000, right? And so 800,000 of your brain cells got to be like, I can do this. And then, you know, the the 20, the 20 or the 200,000, excuse me, is I can do this skill. I've, I've put in enough work to do this skill. But I think once you collaborate those two, a lot of times kids are failing or kids are not doing well because they don't believe that they can do well. And as a math teacher, um, I have a lot of kids who walk into my classroom defeated from third grade. They're, they're still, they, they just have a mindset towards math that this is not going to be for me. But you cannot tell me if I'm working hard at something, if I'm getting closer to a goal at something, if I'm doing something every single day and I want to do it, you're, you're keeping it away from me. Because I've right. now done everything in my power to make that thing happen, right? So, I mean, outside of you know my scholars with certain disabilities or things like that, but even still, I don't even use that as a barrier. You know, teachers just have to understand how to now accommodate or, or you know, change change certain parts about a lesson so that it can better favor the student, but. Even still, it's about mindset. It's about mindset. It is about confidence. And it is about... And, and and that that has to come from not only the teacher. I think a lot of times when kids walk into a classroom, they're expecting the teacher to be the same. Say, you can do it. You get a star if you do this. Congratulations. Like, a lot of times, students are only awarded for what they do in school. Okay. Like, what kind of relationship are we building around it? So when when, when we become parents, we need to understand that you know, for me, I had to already think, can I type on this? Yeah. I had already think that I was the shit before I knew that I was, you know, the valedictorian of my high school. (laughs) That was just about confidence. That was just about networking. Not because I was the smartest kid in the class, but I knew that if I showed up every day and if I had good rapport with my teachers and I knew that if I worked hard, Right, because I was confident in myself to do it, I said, guess what? I'm going to be the valedictorian of my high school, and that's what I did. Right. I did. Like like I said, I wasn't the smartest one in my school. I just made smarter decisions. That was driven from my confidence. Right? To make a smarter decision, you got to know it's the smarter decision. You have to have confidence for that. I agree. That was because my mother and my father didn't tell me you know, that, that, that I wasn't going to be the best at whatever I had put my mind to, like whatever it was. My parents were never the kinds of parents to say, you have to do this, you have to become a doctor. None of that, you know, which is why my, my process of influence has been so vast and so wide, because I'm a Pisces, I get bored. I'm like, yeah, I wanna do this. <laughs> I had an online thrift store at 16 years old and my parents were like, well, that's what we're doing. They helped me put my sets together. My boyfriend at the time was a photographer. My brother was helping me. Like, my family just kind of invested in me. That's another thing that parents need to do. Invest in your children. Invest in their ideas at 8 years old, 10 years old, 11 years old. Because when they're 20 and 25, they'll be prepared and they know what investment looks like. If no one has ever been invested into, they don't know how to invest for themselves. So who's going to create that? The parents. The guardians. The village. Right, but if students don't have a village, right,
0: it, it all it all comes back full circle. I totally, I totally agree with that. So we're about to wrap it up, but um, what is some advice that you give to? Because I do have students that listen on here. What is some advice you give to some students? for being the next generation coming up on being a better student, being a better person, investing in themselves, um, investing in their family, everything like that. What advice do you give to them?
1: Future scholars, I want you to understand that you control your destiny um, and that, you know, you're always walking, well, hopefully, You'll always walk into a classroom where you find a teacher that loves you and is willing to put the investment into you, but we can't be the only one <laughs> literally it 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 takes you to show up um, to, to anything that you do you you the, the first step is just showing up and once you get there then your teachers can find ways to merge you know or grow or help you grow or help you manifest the skills that you want but Going to school is the easy part please please do believe that going to school is the easy part if you believe that the hard part is now getting yourself together <laughs> to live in a live in a society that is ever changing. you have to be able to adapt. you have to be able to invest in yourself. you have to be able to have certain conversations. you have to be able to pull yourself up when nobody else is going to pull you up and you know, for the way things are looking, <laughs> that's not going, that's not really successful in a lot of people. So if you're listening, <laughs> be prepared, be prepared. Be prepared. Oh,
0: <laughs> that's deep. Well, thank you for coming through. Um, if you want to drop, if you want to tell them your Instagram, if you want to say that now, drop that out there. Follow My Instagram.
1: As well. Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, Drop your Instagram as well as where they can find you, as well as anything else you're doing, coming up that they can be a part of, any events that they can link up with you on, anything like that. Drop it out, girl.
1: My Instagram is Mona dot j u s t m o n a dot co. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. That's so crazy. We didn't even. <laughs> it's wild. But I also have a YouTube channel, Justmona and you can find me there that's really where I'm at living my life
0: okay okay well like I said you know she's a part of the foreign exchange so if you're trying to you invest, know, invest, invest, invest. <laughs> right if you're trying to invest hit her up on Instagram and she can give you the tools you need to invest um but yeah I appreciate you for coming through you know you my girl I haven't seen you in a long time because you know the quarantine and
1: all. I know. That, you know this is so sad are you are you still here
0: Yes, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm stuck
1: because no. because because quarantine. <laughs> yeah,
0: so yeah, I'm not trying to get on no flight because you know nobody got time for that. N- nobody
1: has time for that.
0: <laughs> no, but yeah, so you know, um, yes, follow her on Instagram, everything like that. Thank you for coming through. We love you, and you know, we hope. Love you, you too. Thank you,
1: way. sis, for allowing me to have this opportunity. Um. Yes, thank you. No problem.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, sisters for life. You know what I'm saying? Sisterhood always, always, always. But this is speak up, speak out, and what? We out.
1: We out.